Blog Talk Radio. Tony, how you doing? Yeah, I'm super fantastic. Every day. <laughs> super fantastic. Wake up, wake up. This is TNT Denar. We've been waiting so long, but we made it this far. If you're feeling like I'm feeling, you know it's so hard. Gotta keep your head up. Keep your faith in the Lord and re-restore the truth. Breaking down the walls, over 10,000 people waiting on the call and when it all coming to reality, it's over with. It's so close, I can feel it like a super hit. You never had it. You keep your head when you cash it. Outlast it. You ain't even got a flash up. How you doing, Tony? I'm super fantastic. Far from past it. Now close your eyes and imagine. Those that been down, bouncing back like elastic. How many really trying to do something that's so drastic? Ask it. If you see another fella of the Denar era, I'm making their life better, yeah. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. We getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Triple T Pam on us already blessed. You done heard half the news. Waiting on the press, waiting to fetch. Remember that we on the same map. Tony and Ray ran the brothers on the same path. It's time for. It's time. Welcome to the Information Superstation. TNT, hosted by that dynamic duel, Tony and Ray Renfro. They're super fantastic and fantabulous, sir, to the nth degree. Bringing you the latest and greatest Iraqi dinar revaluation information from around the globe, east to west. It's the best. So sit back, relax, and get ready to have your mind blown in the TNT Intel Zone. Good afternoon, TNT, super fantastic family. Today is Monday, August 29, 2022. Raven98 here, along with. Good morning, TNT. We are finally here. It's only an hour late, but here we are. So, uh, what I told Ray and all my stuff, you guys, we just started. News, huh? You sounding a little distant. Oh, okay. What about now? Okay, that seems a little better. Oh, I got it on speakerphone because that way I don't have to hold it for the next 10 hours. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Anyway, guys, what I was saying was, uh, yeah, we got here an hour late. And, uh, I just told Ray Wazo we're probably not going to do the call, even though we're now doing it, because I'm not going to do it an hour into the call. I just made that decision, because I get up 3 o'clock in the morning, start taking phone calls, reading messages, and everything else, and we got to go an hour into the call before we can get 100 people. It's crazy to me, so that just means we don't need a call. Uh, we got 8,000 people. Oh, we can't get a hundred people to even do anything before ten o'clock. You guys already know it's bothering me and it's getting worse. And the bad part is there's so much information that we were supposed to have an exciting call today. Everybody get ready. I'm gonna still give it to you. It's probably not gonna answer any questions. So anyway, 
A lot of stuff going on in Iraq. Great. Raises a lot of noise in the background. Stuff going on in Iraq, as you would expect. Um, Sadar gave them 72 hours on top of the federal government is supposed to respond to his lawsuit by tomorrow, which they said they're going to. We just don't know which way they're going to. He came out with a new initiative saying that he would sign off on the agreement and be over in 72 hours as long as everybody agreed that no one at any level who had been in politics since 2003 would be involved in politics after the new election. Nobody. No councilman, mayor, governor, nobody who had been involved since 2003. It would be an all-new regime, new administration, new leaders, new thoughts, loyalty to the country. He's trying to wipe them all out at one time. which they said they wanted to study it, look at it. He said, including his group, the Sardis group, nobody who had been in politics. Of course, Maliki came out and said, well, that ain't going to happen. So with that, Sadar made an announcement that he's withdrawing for the final time from politics and the whole thing. He told him, whatever happens, happens. I'm going to raise my hands up in the air. And don't ask me for help. All this took place yesterday. Last night it got started that they were going to protest in front of and in the uh, Golden Palace where the President of the Republic is. Today they showed up, the demonstrators took over, got into it with security forces. See, as of this moment, what we're looking at, uh, 50 wounded security forces, 27 citizens injured. They're all asking Sadar to stop it. Sadar, ask your demonstrators to withdraw. Put something out, say something. He says, it's out of my hands, which we've talked about for months and months and months. Strike that fire. I mean, it's good when it's a campfire and you got to control it. But when it turns into a forest fire or a raging inferno, then what's going to happen? And that's exactly what he told me. Um, which we expected this. I did anyway. I expected it tomorrow after the federal court make a decision or their announcement what their decision is, if they're going to dissolve parliament or not. I mean, he may give giving them a little bit more incentive today to do exactly that. Because if parliament is dissolved, if the state's Al-Kazimi stays, Salaw stays, the interim government stays, or caretaker, if things go forward, everybody can live with that except for Malik, you know, because uh, Al-Ghazimi was doing the right things, pushing the agenda of the white paper, getting agreements signed by other countries. Everybody's ready to go in. So all that sounds like bad news, because it is if it goes bad tomorrow. 
I think. And sometimes it's just a fact of life. You got to go through it to get to it. And it look like those citizens in Sadara say now they're willing to go through it. It is what it's going to take to wipe out Irene, Maliki, all the corruption, then okay. So here's what happened over the weekend. You guys should have been excited to hear about it and everything else. But we weren't on here at 10 o'clock. The banks were notified. <laughs> I know, doesn't that sound crazy? The banks were notified on Friday. They had meetings on Saturday. They thought it was a possibility for this morning, which I didn't think it was. But more so, Tuesday through Thursday is what they're looking for. Not just the banks. Some uh, other government institutions are saying Tuesday through Thursday, which makes absolutely no sense to me (laughs) based on everything else I just told you. Wait a minute. We don't know what the ruling is unless they do know what it is, unless it all went too early, because this 72 hours aren't up yet. But if people got started today, and they're saying that's just a little bit of what you're about to see if this answer goes wrong tomorrow. But here's the big thing. The contractors are once again being told this free in Iraq. Some of them well, I guess most of them, have been given a new rate. And yes, I do know the rate. I know I'm not going to tell you because he told me don't tell you. I will tell you it's over $4, so I'll tell you that. So not only that, but Iraqi citizens here in the U.S. have made bank appointments for this week. And I know all that sounds ludicrous, crazy, everything else, because it did to me. But that's the reality of what's going on. And I was saying, okay, they're getting prepared. They're moving people in position. They're setting up their appointments. And I'm not talking about at U.S. banks. I'm talking about at the five banks that Iraq set up over here in the country is where they made their appointments at. So that's a little bit different. But only thing I could think of is they thought something else was going to happen tomorrow, and they were getting prepared for it. Not the fact that, like Tadara said, there's going to be some surprises coming, uh, and it would start today. But the surprises he was looking at, not just storming the government buildings and taking them over like they did in October. He's talking about shutting down all the oil wells in the country. I mean, shutting Iraq down, because that's what that would do. No oil moving, there's no auctions, no money, no jobs, no people getting paid, and everybody's saying, hey, this is too much. You're going too far. The international community will get involved, which means that the U.N., the U.S. will step in and have to take control of the country. Ultimately, the very thing he's seeing happen, that's what we will see. But guess what? Again, he wins. (laughs) Because 
Al-Kazimi stays in place, Zayla stays in place, the council minister stays in place, and they get to continue making the changes that he wants until the next election. So it will be very interesting. We're here today, but tomorrow is when the real news starts, I think. Even though right now, I mean, they were demonstrating today. Uh, Al-Kazimi came out and said, please stop. He told his security forces, don't get involved in the political aspects, but protect the facilities. Earlier today, they used water cannons. I guess that later today, uh, a couple people have been shot, so that's going to be a problem now. And the numbers I just gave you, security forces and citizens. 50 security members hurt 27 citizens, but two citizens did after being shot. going to change the whole landscape. Everything, the seriousness of it. And people are going to have to quit saying dialogue, 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 and make some decisions and some changes. But we knew this where it would end up. It's just a matter of how long it took to get here, but we are here. Oil is up over $100 again, dollar four. They keep making more money. They have no what to do with. They're complaining, but they got all this money and no authority to spend all of any of it. It's what the government's saying. Uh, Maliki saying they got all this money, and Al Kazimi and his government are stealing it all behind closed doors. He's just trying to blame them for the same things they've been doing for years, not knowing that it's going on. So a lot more of the MPs are talking about the corruption in the auctions at the borders, and are threatening to name names. Because that's what happens when you start feeling, I mean, seeing things falling apart and making the decision about which side you're going to be on. And that's what they're now doing. So this isn't bad news. It's where we want it to be, except for the banks. It's surprising news. The And it's more than one country that now saying this week. So that's surprising. And the people involved in it. Yeah, I'm talking about top five banks. Again, but I didn't, I didn't get anything from the Treasury yet. Maybe after this call to see exactly where they are. But that's who the banks take their direction from. So, again, we're not understanding it. I mean, I was surprised by it. When I heard it on Friday, like, I don't believe that. And then on Saturday... They had meetings across the country. Oh, oh man, that don't make sense. And then today, with several states saying that's what they've been told from their upper management and the bank, Tuesday through Thursday, let's get ready. And that, but even all that, because the banks hear it all the time. I wasn't really excited about it, but when. Uh, the contractors are being told that when they got their new rate and are being told that, and more importantly, when Iraqi citizens are making appointments at Iraq banks here in the U.S., because that's what happened. Well, there's a lot of preparation 
I just don't see it unless the courts make the right decision tomorrow and they say, let's go. <laughs> That's where I see it. At, so. But I will tell you with all seriousness, we won't be doing a call if it's going to be like this. I can tell you that. Or people who haven't donated again in the last 90 days don't expect to get a notification. Period. I want to put that in there. It really upset me that we had to wait an hour. I've been up since 3 in the morning taking call, reading over there, and still had to wait an hour for 100 people to make a donation. All right, Ray. Oh, it's time to go. Huh? It's 20 All right. right. Do we want All to take right, any board ahead. questions or live questions or none of the above? Go ahead. Okay, board questions. Okay, address search seven. Let's see. Lena says, um, let's see. So, Saleh stated last week that due to the conditions in Iraq, they would need to double the time that they determined to implement the white papers. Originally, it was expected three years. Now they're talking at least six years. So is there any financial reform talk realistic until after economic reform? How does that affect us in exchange in our currency in the time frame? Okay, the white paper was over a five-year period of time, not a three-year period of time. And it's already we've already started implementing it with the reforms have to be voted on, measured, laws changed, all that. The RV itself was supposed to happen right at the beginning. And as I've just told you, it's still scheduled to happen as soon as they have stability, whether it be, I guess, a new government, a permanent government, or another year and a half for the next election, but some sort of stability and direction that people can see that is going there. So, no, the, the reform and the RV both are still going to take place, but the RV sooner than later. All right, what's next? I uh, see. Al says, uh, it would seem that it's more important to get rid of the corrupt elements before the economic plan is fully in force. Is there a point of diminishing returns when the need of the people who deserve to enjoy the wealth of Iraq outweigh the government completely sterilized from corruption with the time for the RBB protracted if the world stepped in or would it happen immediately? I guess that's the main question. Okay. So a lot of things is taking place between the beginning of this plan, which was George Bush is going in, taking over the oil wells, uh, him and Cheney, and uh, saying, okay, Iraq, let's do we did in Kuwait, redo the money, and you guys go ahead and build your country. We said we're going to let them do it. Build it on your own. We're just going to redo the money, you guys go do it. Nobody knew what the future was going to happen. If Iraq was going to step up on their own as individuals, or 
we didn't need what they got be led by the hand first by the u.s change the rules and then the u.s releasing them saying okay grow up kids and iran coming in the back door saying they're not growing up we'll show them how to grow up so that's what happened and taking more control to where we had to fight iran for iraq for years during the Obama administration. That's why the RV didn't happen, laws didn't happen. Because we were trying to get Iran out and uh, secure Iraq. Which could have worked during the sanctions. But Trump came in, he put the sanctions back on Iran, which caused them to dig in even deeper not just try to steal the money, but control the entire country. We didn't fight it. And now the Biden administration has gone back to the beginning as far as they're concerned. We're hanged. Let them figure it out on their own. That's what people don't understand. Why with all the time, money, people's lives, so everything else that was invested in Iraq, would they just say, let it go? It's kind of like Afghanistan. We're tired of fighting. Tired. If they want to destroy it, let them destroy it. Now, that's how a lot of politicians and a lot of uh, educators and finance people are looking at it, trying to figure out what is the strategy now when we're just letting it go to chaos Sadar is fighting Iran, and even Sadar has asked for help. He says, I need the international community to be the help. Al-Kazimi says, I need the international community to help. They are so embedded in here at every position with their militia, their guys with guns on the street. But can the international community help? They can if what's happening today is happening. If it deteriorates more, really, they can come in and forcibly help. Now, they wanted the U.S., EU, everybody else to come in, meet with Tadar, Maliki, everybody else, and say, hey, this is how it's going to be. These are the decisions y'all need to make. We're going to do both. But both of them, Tadar in the beginning, and Maliki would have used that as ammunition saying the international community is trying to influence us or make us do this or that, when they didn't really have a reason other than that's what they wanted. But now, with things deteriorating to the level that they are, not only do they have a reason, but they have full authority to go in and take back control of the country. Now, can they do that and still do the RV? Absolutely. And if we look at it, it's not a bad way to do it. They went back in, took over the country, and I mean the UN, the US, did the RV, gave the people the money that they needed, they deserved, left Al Kazimi in place to make all the changes. In that year and a half when the election came around, it would probably look much different than it is this time. They get a bigger group of people in, they could choose who to make look good. Sadar, the people going for the white paper, everything else, because now they got control. And it may be what, I mean, Biden and we're thinking. We don't know. 
said they had to get to this level for them to come back in because everybody's trying to figure out why the U.S. is not fighting for control of Iraq when it's going to be the central focal point for that entire region that they use them to bring Saudi Arabia, Israel, Turkey, and all of them together. It was all through Iraq. Why would you now just let it go? But, you know, as uh, D.C. used to say, we only got 30% of the information. <laughs> Maybe there's a plan within the plan. But either way, what I just discussed with you works out because either way, the RV still happens. And we know that based on just a simple fact of the information the banks were given, the new rate they were given Saturday, and the fact that the contractors were given the same rate this weekend, and the fact that people here in the U.S. were told, not people, Iraqi citizens, were told which banks to go to uh, to do their exchange and have made appointments for this week. So it's not as bad as we thought. Well, as bad as it looks, if you knew both sides. And now you guys know both sides. Even though I am pissed that it took an hour for me to have to get it out. Halfway, don't even want to tell you. <laughs> anyway, I'll just keep it real. Excuse me off. Well, 100 people. It took an hour. Uh, 8,000 people. It's right, well, I don't know. It's probably more than that by now. Anyway, what's next, Ray? Okay. Let's see. Next one is new money. Let's see. With Sadar's resignation, it seems that it has lit the match for the citizens to burn it all down. Do you believe that this was his strategy all along? And second, what is his resignation? from political life, me. I don't think it was his strategy all along. I think Sadar evolved to these things when they said he didn't have a plan. But he tried to do the right thing, do the right way, make it look dope. He just got to this point. And he said it two, three months ago. You guys just want to keep talking, keep having meetings, talking, talking. There's no action. You're not doing anything. Even today, they're like, let's schedule another meeting. And the MVP saying, why are we scheduling meetings that he's not even going to come to him? We can't make decisions without him. Because whatever government they made, he's going to destroy it anyway. And that's the truth. So it didn't make sense. So it just got to this point. Because nobody would give up anything else. He may have made some mistakes by withdrawing his guys from the government because it didn't give him any authority. But it also may have been that thought, hey, we're not involved, so whatever happens, we didn't do it. We weren't part of the government. It was the people in the streets who made up their own mind to do that. Now, they're saying they're following us. Today he says, don't use my name. Don't use the Sardis movement. He closed down all his facilities except for three. To shut them all down. Everybody go home. I'm throwing my hands up. Whatever happens, happens. This is where you guys brought it to. And he said, don't ask me to stop it because I'm not. Now, some people don't believe that. They said today, I don't know that he's really retired or he's really not going to help if it gets really bad. But right today when they asked him to stop it, he did not respond. 
and the people kept going. Tomorrow's another day. The court said they are going to make a decision one way or the other tomorrow, and uh, we'll see what happens. All right, what's next? Uh, let's see here. Oh, 610 is not on the call. All right. Oh, there he is. Yes, he is. Okay. We have 610. <laughs> hey, good afternoon, Ray. Hey, I sir. thought you lost me there for a minute. <laughs> hey, how you doing, man? All right, Tony and you. I'm going to keep it very short, gentlemen, because we are at the bottom of the hour. So here we go very quickly. Ladies and gentlemen, for all of you who are new to the call and all of you who didn't know, all these calls and all means of communication that Ray and Tony use to keep us informed need to be paid for. And it's up to all of us out here in the currency community to send in our payments in order to buy airtime to keep this information superstation on the air. You can help by going to www.tntsuperfantastic.com, clicking on that red payment button, and when you do, the name and address will come up to where you can send your checks and money orders made payable to Raymond Renfro, PO Box 1748, Elm City. That's just like the tree. Elm City, North Carolina, 27822. And when you're making out those checks and money orders, please remember to make them payable to Raymond Renfro. And please remember to include your phone number on those checks and money orders. That helps Ray track those payments as they come in. For all of you who'd like to donate electronically, you can go to the TNTSuperFantastic.com website, click on that red payment button, and scroll down to where you will find the instructions to use the debit or credit card of your choice. In the block where you are asked to type in your name on the card, after you have typed in your name on the card, hit the space bar twice and type in your phone number there. Again, that helps Ray track the payments as they come in. At the bottom of the page, after you have typed in your debit or credit card information is the blue pay key. After you have clicked on that blue pay key, stay on the page for a second or two. You'll receive a circle with a check mark and a sentence that says, Thank you for supporting the TNT Blog Talk Radio Show. This way, you know your payments have gone through successfully. Remember to do it today, ladies and gentlemen. You'll be very, very glad that you did. As always, Ray and Tony, thank you for all you continue to do for us. Thank you again to both of your families for continuing to share you with us and make it a dynamite rest of the day. Thank you, gentlemen. All right, sir. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. You're very, very welcome. All right, guys. Okay. I forgot to tell you this real quick, though. Um, we did get information from our committee guy, and uh, he's saying it's still not happening. So, uh, exactly. Again, he says until the war with Russia is over, it's not going to happen. Uh, again, I appreciate it, but what the people are doing now, I've been saying it for months, all that money is sitting there, they know it's sitting there, they're getting no benefit from it, something's going to have to happen 
and we don't know when the war with Russia is going to be over. And I don't think the people in Iraq care. <laughs> so somebody's going to make it up. Anyway, on we go. Oil's going to go up. If Sadar has it his way, his guys start shutting down oil wells, oil will go up even higher than expected, so they'll see a good return. So, I like hearing that music, and guys, in the meantime, between time, do what I'm going to do. Enjoy the rest of your day. Be super fantastic and share the super fantastic. All right, Ray. All right, ladies and gents, that's going to do it for this Monday segment. We'll return hump day Wednesday. Hopefully, at the beginning of the call, we'll have an hour and a half to talk with you. But that'll be up to you. Keep believing. We sure do. This keeps me going. On those days when I feel like giving up. Fire.
remember this. Your storm is over. I believe your rain is gone away. Clouds have moved. I believe. Stop conference recording, press one. This session is no longer being recorded. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a wrap. We are out of here. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.